I have a helper today. The scripture this morning is from the 13th chapter of Luke. One Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. There was a woman there who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. She was bent double, quite incapable of standing up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her head, and immediately she stood up straight and began thanking God. The head of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus has healed on the Sabbath, said to the congregation, There are six days for working. Come on those days to be healed and not on the Sabbath. Jesus said in reply, You hypocrites! Which of you doesn't let your ox or your donkey out of the stall on the Sabbath to water it? This daughter of Sarah and Abraham had been in bondage of Satan for 18 years. Shouldn't she have been released from her shackles on the Sabbath? At these words, Jesus' opponents were humiliated. Meanwhile, everyone else rejoiced at the marvels Jesus was accomplishing. Word of God, word of life. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus, the one whose compassion breaks into our world, whether it feels like the right time or not. He called her a daughter of Sarah and Abraham. Let's not miss this important detail. Standing in the synagogue, teaching a crowd of fellow Jews, Jesus calls the unnamed woman who enters, a daughter of Sarah and Abraham. As if to say, daughter, you are seen. Daughter, you have a name. Daughter, you are released from the heavy burden of shame. You are honored, worthy of love and dignity and community. We don't know exactly what the woman's affliction was. Our text simply says that she had a weakness, a frailty, and was bent over double, unable to stand up straight. We can assume, I think, that she was experiencing physical pain of some kind. We can assume that she was vulnerable. We can assume that she was socially isolated. For 18 years, she had gone unseen. One, because of her debilitating condition, and two, likely because she was a woman. On this day, right in the middle of Jesus' sermon, she appears in the synagogue asking for nothing, perhaps not even noticing Jesus bent down as she was. For 18 years, she had been accustomed to looking down or just slightly ahead. And just then, Jesus saw her. It was high time that someone should see her. Don't you agree? And of course, that person would be Jesus, because Jesus made it his business to hone in with a laser-like focus on the ones who had broken bodies, broken souls, and broken spirits. 
He was not one satisfied to simply spin a good sermon, string some eloquent words together, and take a seat back in the pew like I'm about to do in a few minutes. Oh, he had words on that day. He had powerful words for those in the synagogue, but his word was a living and breathing word. His word connected prophetic witness and healing action. His word was compassion itself. So she comes into the synagogue, not asking for anything for herself, not healing, not attention. But when this preacher looked up and saw her, he put his sermon down. In that moment, the order of the service was unimportant. The synagogue schedule was trivial. The intricacies of Sabbath law, inconsequential. Jesus simply put his sermon down and went to heal her. How improper, how offensive, how profane, some were probably whispering. Maybe a gasp from the crowd could be heard as the woman stood up straight and praised God. The leader of the synagogue, incensed and trying his best to maintain proper order, yells out at the crowd in protest, Healings were forbidden on the Sabbath. Work was supposed to be done on the other six days of the week. Now our knee-jerk reaction might be to go pointing fingers at the leader of the synagogue for his lack of compassion and misguided righteousness. To our contemporary eyes, it might be easy to dismiss him as someone who simply cannot see the forest for the trees. But let's look a, a bit deeper and see what his reaction might have to teach us. Because what was at play was much more than just persnickety attentiveness to rules and blindness to true human needs. To those in the synagogue on that day, observing the Sabbath was more than obeying the law just for the law's sake. It was not an onerous duty, but a weekly opportunity, a gift from God to demonstrate love in fulfillment of their covenant with the divine. As one commentator wrote, it was not a question of law or love, but law conceived in love, love expressed in law. The two were in unity. That Jesus upended the Sabbath service to heal this woman in the crowd was likely disorienting and anxiety-producing for those who witnessed it. The leader of the synagogue was not evil. He had his reasons for speaking out. He cared about honoring the Sabbath and the right worship of God and the safeguarding of the traditions of his faith community. None of these aims were without merit. We too hold traditions of one kind or another close. 
we hold our cultural norms and our, our sense of etiquette close. We hold our virtues close. We hold our religious practice and our liturgy and our theology close. God knows we hold our politics close and our own brand of political correctness close. We, haul, we hold all of these things close because they help us make sense of a chaotic world. They help us bring order and focus. They help us center ourselves and our purpose as we move through life. But I wonder if some of these norms are a little like scaffolding. You've seen scaffolding, right? These temporary structures or platforms around construction sites that are erected so these work crews have stay safe and stable areas from which to do their work. See, scaffolding is safe and secure and helpful most of the time but it looks nothing like what is really being built. The scaffolding isn't an end unto itself. It's just in service to what is really being created. And sometimes the scaffolding gets in the way of seeing, really seeing what's actually taking shape behind all those rungs of wooden planks and steel tubes. So maybe this is the way it is with the kingdom of God. We construct scaffolding. We all do in some way or another to help us order and make sense of the world, but sometimes it gets in the way of seeing the real thing. The Reverend Dr. Raquel Letsom put it this way, what would it look like if we all modeled what Jesus did in this text? What would it look like? Put your big thoughts down, Jesus seems to be saying, and just see. See those who appear right in front of you. Maybe this has to do with someone who appears in front of you in a physical sense, or maybe you've been thinking about someone and this person's been on your heart and you've been waiting for a good time to reach out. Or maybe you feel called to serve others in some way and you're just waiting for the right time. Just try to see beyond the scaffolding, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, the tit for tats, the right and wrong ways to go about these things. Try to see beyond, take notice, and just go. It's always the right time for forgiveness. It's always the right time to feed people who are hungry. It's always the right time for friendship and for compassion. It's not only the right time for healing in our homes and in our neighborhoods and in our world, it's high time for healing. God grant us the courage that it may be so. Amen.